Welcome to Beyond the Pew. Pastor good, Eric Gill. Pastor Bruce Rosek. Good morning. Uh, good morning. It yeah. is a good morning. Or afternoon or evening, depending Possibly, on... Possibly, depending on when people are watching. Or it listening. Because any time of the day. But we have another guest today. Another special guest. And we are thrilled to have him with us today. Pastor... Uh, Pastor Rob... Rob, stop. Stop. All the way from where? Pickle Road, right no, up the road. From Pickle Road, right <laughs> up the road from the church. It came a so, long way today. Go a long way. Uh, Pastor Rob, we appreciate you being here today. Absolutely. And uh, to bring some calm and maturity to the podcast. Yeah. It doesn't um, happen often, but when know, it does, we're very from, thankful. From the previous guests we've had to now. So yeah. uh, we appreciate you being with us <laughs> as uh, we're in this fresh season of Beyond the Brand Peel. new. It's not brand new anymore because well, we've already had, you know, a decent well, how, amount. Long, how long does it need to be to be new? Well, it's not new because we've already had quite so a bit of weeks, have, Rob. So if you, you have a car, had... is it new after one year? All right. We are going to get into the questions <laughs> so today right for Pastor Rob. <laughs> I'm having like a flashback. And, uh, I feel like we have had this discussion before. We have, we? Had, this. Okay. We have had this discussion before. So, uh, Rob, we appreciate you being here. Uh, tell us what your role is at Maranatha and how long you've been doing it. So yeah. why are you here? How long have you been here? Yeah. So um, my role is kind of scattered a little bit. Um, there isn't one thing I really do with all my time. So the five things basically have broken out. I teach a Sunday morning ABF every week. Um, I oversee the benevolence ministry. Uh, I also, uh, with assimilation, try to get people connected here at the church. Um, I teach the orientation or the new member class, and I oversee the deacon ministry. So uh, my title, assimilation pastor, is a little misleading mm -hmm. because it, it only hones in on the connection of people here, uh, but uh, it's a little bit more diverse than that. That's a wide so, range of responsibilities. It is. It is. It's yeah. a joy, though. It fits my skill set. Uh, it's a joy being here. And um, um, I've been doing uh, ministry for 28 Eight years, uh, 13 years, I uh, was a middle school youth pastor. Wow. You were a medical pastor for 13 years. 13 years. That's wow. right. So That's a record. That must be a Guinness record. Well, you know what? Um, getting into youth ministry. Um, Guinness book. <laughs> yeah. Of yeah. World records. Yeah. Guinness record. Record. Yes. I just shorted it. Yes. Because of sake of time. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> getting into youth ministry uh back in the day yeah uh the average stay of a youth pastor was under a year yeah and i said god i, I love to do ministry but i don't want to drag my family around to 13 different cities sure. you know so sure. god blessed me in the fact that he said all right we'll just uh we'll keep in one place how do you like that yeah so, god yeah. has been good it's, no that's great yeah so. and we we talked with our junior high pastor already uh jacob was on the podcast yeah. uh when the podcast was new in the season and uh and when jacob was here you know he had mentioned some of the struggles that they see in junior high ministry and some of the things that kids are dealing with. And we brought up one of the things that's difficult with junior high ministry is there's not a longevity of yeah. pastors in that and they bounce Correct. around from place to place. So 13 years is fantastic. Yeah. Right? yeah. You were in, in youth ministry. Like that hasn't changed. Like to find, to have a youth pastor longer for a year is a rare, it's rare. Yeah. You know, no, for or, sure. or even actually like finding people that want to be youth pastor too, is rare. So yeah. what, what, kind of transitioned you out of that then? Like if you were there for 13, what brought up time? Yeah. So in life, have you ever just kind of known when it was your, yeah. your time was up? There wasn't like really one thing 
that uh, pushed me to, you know, to work with adults. But it was just the little things, you know, like overnighters. I used to like them, and then I started hating them. Sure. Uh, you know, <laughs> kids just in all their, you know, their fussy ways and things that they did didn't bother me at first. But then it's kind of like, oh, okay, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of over it. And so, yeah. but it wasn't any big deal. I think it was just God moving me on. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah I yeah. loved it though. The 13 yeah. years was, uh, was quite a joy yeah. Yeah. no and i i had the same experience with youth ministry i did youth ministry for about 10 years and okay. well, knew you. and knew when it was time you were to, going for that record time too. to go out so yeah. yes going for uh, the guinness record now rob how long have you been a marinata 28 years yeah I, from the beginning yeah wow my 28th year wow so one of the founders one of the founders fathers one of the founding of, pastors of, of marinata bubble church yeah, I guess if you want to yes, say that, yeah. absolutely, okay. that is we awesome. We'll say that. We'll say. Well, it. I mean, and, say and I think that like that, like we're making light of it, but that's remarkable because that just shows your commitment to this church. It shows your your passion to the people here, and it shows that you know that you're here to stay. Yeah, to your retire at least. And so you know, um, it's all about God, right? Mm -hmm. um, I wasn't planning on being in ministry. Uh, so the longevity I have, it's just because of God's grace, you know, mm. and, uh, the joy that he's put in my life to, to come to work, to, to love people. And so, yeah, I, I give God the credit. Mm. Yeah. So I praise awesome. the Lord. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned a bunch of things that you do. Yeah. And so I want to start off by kind of zeroing in on the whole area of connection. Yeah. Because assimilation pastor what what naturally comes to mind for a lot of people is the whole idea of assimilating people into the ministry right getting them connected getting them assimilated into so you've been doing that role for 15 years yeah, somewhere out there yeah. so what have you seen because this is a question i think a lot of churches ask but a lot of people like maybe wondering too that are maybe looking for a church or maybe they're at the church right now and they're like man i'm having a tough time what do you see as some of the biggest obstacles that stop people from connecting yeah. when it comes to church so i think one of the biggest things is people don't realize or know that they need to be connected yeah they think that life is kind of good uh, mm -hmm. maybe they get a little comfortable they don't see how important it is to be connected with a group of, of believers uh, they're sharing life with they're being encouraged by and so people just kind of move on without really being connected uh, but it's so important you know, mm -hmm. from a spiritual standpoint right God mm -hmm. wants us connected God says we need one another and uh, Satan always creeps in when we're not connected, when yeah. we're isolated, when we're on our own, when we're not with God's people. And so um, I, I just think people get a little comfortable. They don't see the need to be connected. And then, you know, one thing leads to yeah. another. But yeah, it's um, it definitely is uh, too bad because folks are missing out, you know, when when they're not doing life yeah. together with yeah. one another. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's a I guess something for anybody listening, I think is is a really you know, good challenge to ask the question of how connected are you at yeah. your church, but also do you realize the absolute necessity, necessity that there is for a believer to be within the body of Christ? That's right. Right. That really shouldn't be an option. Yeah. And it's just not another thing to do. I think people yeah. have the wrong mentality. Yeah. Oh, you know, I'm already doing this. I'm already doing that. Uh, you know, I don't know if I want to be a part of a connect group. It's one more thing, but really um, it, it, it's a need. We for need sure. to be connected. And I, I don't think people realize yeah how important that that need is that connection yeah, is absolutely and, and and i think that like when you look at like even from the moment of creation like right before even the fall happened
had happened. And God says to Adam, like, it's not good for you to be alone. Yeah. And even there, the standard for, you know, community, I guess. I mean, you you, you can get into the in details of like, okay, he wanted a partner. But nonetheless, the importance of having people in your life so that you are not alone. And I think what is hard, too, is like in our current world, there are many things that give the illusion that you are connected, you know, when in reality, you're not really connected. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, and I, I think that's the other thing that if you read anything in the New Testament, you know, Paul's letters, Peter's challenges, Christ's challenges, there are so many things that talk about the necessity of unity, the necessity of one another's, the necessity of being together, yeah. assembling together. I mean, there's mm -hmm. so many examples, but back to the point of one of the obstacles being people don't see the need. Yeah. You know, I whenever I do marriage counseling and a couple is sitting in marriage counseling and I give them some things, I'm like, hey, here's some things I'd like you to work on. A lot of times the reaction from couples is like, man, that's a lot. Like when you give it to them. But then when you ask the question of like, well, how, how serious do you value your marriage? Yeah. And are you willing to put forth the effort into this? A lot of times we put the value on things, right, as far as our time investment on what we really value the highest. Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of people, when it comes to not seeing the need, some of it is that they don't value that area of their life, their spiritual growth yeah. and their spiritual connection to the same yeah. level as they value, whether it's, you know, wealth or honor or popularity or whatever. And that goes yeah. all ages. Yeah. Have, right? have you found like uh, in your in your role that there is more like, where is more prominent, 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 or how would you say that prominent. word? Prominent, where people are not trying to be engaged or connected, or is it? Would you say that it's pretty even across age group? Um, <laughs> I'm not sh quite sure. Say, say again, Eric. What, what age? Uh, like what, what age group do you, do you, see it's do more you feel is like more prominent age, that they're more isolated? That they're like checked out? Yeah, checked yeah. out, or that like I, I think it's across the board. Across the board. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't know of any stats or anything in particular yeah. to, no statistics. Statistics. to yeah. one, one area or not. No. You're a big statistics guy. I do. I just <laughs> love statistics <laughs> yeah. because you can't make them uh, say what you want them to. Yeah, right? that's, yeah, that's yeah. Right. they're just statistics. <laughs> yes. They're, they're right there. So that's, yeah. you know, one of the things I think is interesting is when people, a lot of people, I shouldn't say a lot of people, it seems like there's a common thread, at least on social media platforms where people are like, I left the church because I showed up and no one talked to me. Yeah. Or I showed up and no one wanted to connect with me. But I think what a lot of times we miss is the personal responsibility. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's responsibility on part of the church, obviously, yeah. to be welcoming and yeah. to caring yeah. for people. But there also should be a desire on the part of the individuals coming to church. Like, I want to get connected. I yeah. want to be involved. Be in approachable. The church. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Show yourself to be friendly. Yeah. And I think uh, that goes a lot further, you know, in making yeah. connections when uh, when you're approachable. For sure. Yeah. And, and I think that that's like part of the frustration, too, because you, to your point, Bruce, like you do have people that like they will walk to a church. They'll walk and sit down and wait for people to come and approach them. But like in an ideal world, yeah, people are approaching you. But then, like they come in, they do. They have no effort. They just sit. They're they're pouting. They're like looking sad. They don't want to engage. And it's like, well, nobody talked to me. Nobody wanted to approach me. Uh, this is not a welcoming church. You know, like like in again in a deal world, you want the people to recognize who's new and for you to approach. And so, if you're if you attend Maranatha or any church for that matter, I would say that's a challenge. Like be be observant of the new people around you and make sure that you're engaging. But nonetheless, like there is that responsibility for the individual that that they recognize the value of community to the point that they will go out of their way, will, will go out of their comfort zone and engage with new people so that they can interact. Yeah, yeah and it's both, right? I mean, yeah. there's a responsibility on the church, you know, member 
mm-hmm. to have a sensitivity and care for people coming in, right? Yeah, and then there's right. also a desire, hopefully, on the part of the person visiting of wanting that connection, yeah. you know? And some people are in different spots where they really need to be ministered to. Yeah. And so they may be isolated, but we want them not to be isolated. Yeah, correct. You know? And so, but, but you play a big role in that, Rob, and we appreciate what you're doing here. Um, kind of transitioning to the deacons, because you head up the deacons, you're overseeing correct. the deacons. Some people might be confused about the role the deacons play at mm-hmm. Maranatha. Yeah. Um, you know, I was at a church previously where the deacons kind of were the leaders of the ministry. Yeah. Um, it was kind of a deacon-led church. That's not what happens here at Maranatha, correct. where they're the leaders of the ministry. So what role do the deacons play mm-hmm. right now? So... The deacons, uh, 34 of them, are here to meet the needs within the body um, and to allow the elders to preach the word, to teach the word, to have oversight of the word. Mm. Uh, Just like in the book of Acts, right, where they said it wouldn't be good for us to neglect the teaching of the word. And so our deacons here at the church are here to meet the needs uh, of the body and specifically for our widows, our elderly, uh, for those folks that are just kind of struggling in life. uh, It's the team of deacons that uh, it's their responsibility to be able to come alongside them, to value them, to encourage them, pray for them and to meet any needs that they might have. Mm. And so, Mm. yeah, that's that's the biggest role of the deacons here at Maranatha. And, And you said 34? Yeah, we have 34 okay. uh, great guys. Love them all. Uh, just real genuine servant's heart. Um, I just, I love the fact when needs come up, uh, I can count on them. I know mm. it's it's going to be done um, w- with a great attitude, yeah. with ministry in mind. They're not just going to check boxes off, but they're going to uh, just build relationships and be an yeah. encouragement. And like yeah. I said, to value those that they're, they're yeah. uh, looking after. And so so yeah. how do we select deacons? So what, what would that look like as yeah. far as if someone's listening, like, hey, I want to be a deacon. I want to, I want to serve. Sure. You know, how do we go about that selection process? Okay. So the first thing we have to ask, since the role of the deacon is to meet the needs within the church, um, are their needs not being met? Sure. And is it because we don't have enough deacons? Mm-hmm. So if we come to a point uh, where we feel like there are a lot of needs, we don't have enough deacons, then we will start looking for deacons. So mm-hmm. who do we look yeah. for, right? Um, well, we certainly want to make sure that we look for people that are qualified in First yeah. Timothy. It gives us a list. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't want just... Uh, uh, people um, that don't meet that, but we want uh, godly men uh, to be able to uh, come alongside. And so, um, so is there a need? Number one, two, are they qualified? And um, according to First Timothy, and are they serving already? Yeah, right. We want to make sure that they have a heart of serving, mm-hmm. yeah. and so we don't uh, want to just add them on to say, "Hey, I'm a deacon," and they they don't love to serve. They're not already serving, yeah. and so after that initial process, then it's a six month process, uh, meeting with the elders, reading uh, through a book to be able to um, just figure out what is deacon life like? What is mm-hmm. being a deacon all about? And mm-hmm. so, and after that six months, it's just a matter of, you know, uh, solidifying that. Yeah, sure. So, yeah. Now, now, Rob, just yeah. for clarity, when you say needs, like what are you, what are some example of that, of those things? Yeah. So uh, we have a number of widows uh, that maybe are still living at home mm-hmm. and they just can't do the simple tasks that maybe their husband used to do. Mm-hmm. It could be raking leaves. It could be, um, you know, fixing a faucet, mm-hmm. uh, you know, replacing a toilet, whatever. Yeah. Um, it could just be more of an emotional need where I just, I need 
more spiritual, hey, I need prayer, I need encouragement. Mm. And so a deacon and his wife would come alongside and just do that. So they're not just physical needs, mm. but those are uh, a lot of, you know, times where we're meeting those needs physically, but also, um, you know, the, the spiritual need and the loneliness yeah. is something that we want to come alongside and encourage yeah. wow. and pray for them. That's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. And then with that, like if, if we have a listener or somebody in our church that will meet that criteria and they yeah. do have a need, how do they voice that? Yeah. Um, so you can call me anytime. Uh, you can send me an email, uh, robstop at mec95.org. Um, and actually, I appreciate you bringing that up, Eric, mm -hmm. because if if you're hurting and struggling, um, we want you to call upon your family. Mm -hmm. We're here. We're, we're your family. We care mm -hmm. about you. And um, sometimes we don't know about the needs that are going on if uh, if you don't speak up and let us yeah. know. So, yeah, if you're struggling, uh, we would love to come alongside mm -hmm. and to, to help. Mm -hmm. So but just yeah. let us know. Yeah. yeah. Call me. Yeah. Email me. Let the church know and we'll we'll. We'll yeah. come alongside. Yeah. 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 Potentially there's people listening that one, they didn't even know we had deacons. Maybe, yeah. you know, if they've not re been recipients of, you know, the work that the deacons do, which so many are, but yeah. there are some that might not. Correct. They might even know that we have deacons. So, you know, deacon, the, the role itself, the office is a biblical yeah. office. The Bible yeah. gives, as you mentioned, the qualifications for those that would serve as deacons. Acts speaks about why the necessity of deacons even arose that you mentioned earlier. Yeah. So um, I'm thankful that, you know, our church is following biblical protocols, if yeah. you will. Yeah. And it's it's a tremendous blessing to see the work that the deacons are doing. Yeah. I mean, I've had a couple opportunities to see them, like yeah. when they're working and doing things and moving ministry yeah. and things like that. And it, I'm amazed at the amount of guys that show up yeah. <laughs> when it's time yeah. to do work, yeah. but also the positive attitudes that they have. Say, yeah. And it's, it's like it's a family joyful. of people. It's right? like a That's contagious right. joy it that is. they have when they show up to serve. And it's yes. like, you, you know, which I love it because like the, the few experience I have had, you can tell like the hurt or the loneliness or the struggles that the, in, the you know, this individuals in our church are, are dealing with. And here comes a bunch of guys that are joyfully in the Lord, that they're willing to serve yep. and, you know, they get involved in, and how even that gets, is contagious to even the, the person that we're there to serve, you know? And we might be talking about that later, the whole idea about serving. Yeah. But these guys are there and there's a joy that's there because they're doing what they were created to yeah. do. Mm -hmm. And you Absolutely. better believe when you're doing what God has called you to yeah. do, there will be great joy sure. in that. Yeah. And these men love coming mm -hmm. together, being together, doing what God created them to do yeah. as they meet needs within the body. Mm -hmm. It's just a win-win for everybody. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I love that. Yeah. So that tees up perfectly the next question, right? Because <laughs> the next question has to do with this area of service and yeah. You have a huge role as well when it comes to connecting people in different spots for service. And, yeah. you know, part of our membership orientation class that you do and part of the questions we ask people who are joining the church's members is what are your spiritual gifts and where do you see yourself serving? So, you know, service is something that is specifically talked about in Scripture. It's a it's a biblical, you know, requirement, really, that you would be willing to serve sure in your local church yeah. um, and in, in your community, like that you would be reaching out, right, in service. But what do you see as obstacles that keep people from serving? Yeah. And and I specifically am thinking about Maranatha, but even in general, you yeah. know, people are not serving yeah. in the capacities they can. Yeah. So 
for some folks, I think they think they're just too busy. Mm -hmm. Right. And so can I really do one more thing? Mm -hmm. And so they just let the busyness of life um, maybe choke out that which is most important or one of the more important things yeah. in life. And so I think the busyness is yeah. there. Um, I think another uh, issue is that um, that that people might not know that there are needs. Oh, you guys, it's a big church. There's yeah. so many people. Yeah. They've got everything covered. They big don't staff, need... Big staff, 34 deacons. That's you know. right. That, <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah, you're big staff, 34 yeah. deacons. You have people serving all over the place. How could they possibly need you? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. So that's uh, uh, not true. We, mm -hmm. we need you. We need you to serve. And so, but mm -hmm. I just think, you know, in general, those might be a few things. I'm sure there's other reasons why. Um, but um, maybe maybe folks just haven't experienced the joy in serving mm. and uh, they don't realize what an integral part of the Christian life it is, as you as, as you have mentioned. Yeah. And even the book of James, right? Yeah, Faith yeah. without deeds is dead. dead. Yeah, That's yeah. a pretty powerful statement. Yeah. And yeah. so, um, yeah. yeah. And I think like what I think it's Ephesians uh, 2.10, right? That talks about how we were, we're, we were created. created for good works. Like yeah. that's your point that like we if you're a believer in Christ, before the foundation of the world, it was intended that you will do good works, yeah. you know, and, and what a better place to yep. do that than in the local church. That's right. Yeah. So mm -hmm. we're, we're really um, hitting on some major points yeah. as a ministry. Yeah. You know, we, we talk regularly from the, the front that we want every believer at Maranatha to connect, grow and serve. Right. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. right. we've, we've kind of hit those areas in, in connection. That's a biblical requirement, right? That yeah. you would not forsake assembling, that you'd be part of the body. Um, and when that happens, there's growth. Like mm -hmm. the growth will take place in your yeah. life as you're part of the body of Christ and as yeah. you're receiving the word. But then serving is also a biblical command that's yeah. given to the believer yeah. to serve. And yeah. so I, to your point, I think a lot of times people think I'm too busy. I'm too. But listen, we look at it that way if we don't see it as a necessity. necessity. That's right. Or as a command. Too. Yeah. Or yeah. as a command. Yeah. You know, we we would never say I'm I'm just too busy, you know, to be able to, you know, do whatever is the priority in my yeah. life. Yeah. yeah. We make it the priority. What we're saying is we prioritize things that take away the time for the things that should be most essential. That's yeah. right. Right. That's and right. and so that's what I think robs people of joy a lot of times. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and remember too that God's commands are not burdensome. Correct. Right? Yeah. They are there to give us life. Yeah. And he says, uh, you know, in Matthew 5, let your light shine before men so that they might see your good deeds and glorify yeah. your Father yeah. in heaven. Yeah. And so when you're serving, you get to be a part of hopefully that transition yeah. of people yeah. seeing the grace of God show up yeah. and, uh, you know, responding to that. So, yeah. And, and, and like the thing <clears> that like I, and I encountered this that in, in it's a little bit of frustration. It's like, you you said it correctly that that verse that the commands of God are not burdensome. Yeah. But there are people that they do feel like you know, oh, I'm being asked too much. Yeah. Oh, I am asked to do this with my family. I'm asked to do this for my spiritual walk. I'm not now. I'm being asked to serve in addition to a full time job, in addition to all of these different things. And it's like it's just a lot of things. And they may even feel like, well, this is not sustainable, right? Yeah. And so that that the idea that it's like, no, you have an opportunity to do something that. It's for your benefit, but most importantly, it's to honor God. And then beyond that, you know, the recognition that the Holy Spirit who resides in you, if you're a believer, empowers you and allows you yeah. and helps you to be able to do those things effectively. That's right. And, and, just so, to, and yeah. to bring a little bit of balance, like just to be to be perfectly honest, I think there are times all of us struggle with that. Yeah. Right. Where we think like this is overwhelming or it's too much. I don't have the time or this is too much. I mean, even as someone who 
is in ministry. Like that's my full-time job. Yeah. There are times that I'm like, oh, I don't have time to do that. And and so I get it. Like it's, yeah. it's not that we're saying, you know, all, shame it's, on it's, you if yeah. you're listening and you're not always having this attitude and we get it. Like life sometimes is busy and hard. Yeah. But that, that goes back to, I think what we're talking about though, is that the joy that comes with service. Yeah is a lot of times something that gets people through when those things seem overwhelming, yeah. right? It's a huge thing. Yeah. And the Christian life is kind of an oxymoron, right? To to live, you must die. Yeah. Um, and you would think, okay, to serve, that's one more thing that's going to drain me. Yeah. Uh, that's going to take up my time. But when you do it and you realize you're doing what God's called you to do, it doesn't drain you. Mm -hmm. It empowers Absolutely. you. It gives yeah. you joy. It motivates yeah. you because you see the hand of God yeah. at work and and then you want to do it yeah. more. And that's that's exciting. Yeah. True. And, and, and I think like to, to also to be fair, like you have to do everything balanced. Like, like you know, Correct. if you all you're devoting yourself is to serving, but your family is not being watched for, then you're not being effective, you know? So like there is yeah. a balance on how you navigate this stuff. Yeah. You, but you, yeah, that's right. So the balance is bring your family with you to yeah. serve. There you yeah. go. <laughs> Problem solved. There you go. Problem solved. Easy. Good morning and Maranatha. Um, Rob, so with all these questions about service and talking about service, are there current needs within the church? And I don't yeah. need a list of like, here are all the needs. If you want, you can, but would you say to people listening that they're like, oh, yeah, I would serve if there were needs, but I don't think there are any. Yeah. How would you respond to that? There are tons of needs. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, from greeting at the door, children's ministry, connect groups. Yeah. And I won't go on and on, but there's probably 15 things or yeah. so that I could list. So you are needed. We desire for you to serve because we want you to enter into that joy of serving uh, with the rest of your yeah. family here. Yeah. So plenty, yeah. plenty. And you can just, like I said before, you can call me, um, you can email me, let me know. I just met with a, a couple of people this week about serving, getting connected. Um, and uh, yeah, just mm. set up a time with me and yeah. we'll, uh, we'll make it happen. Yeah. 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 And you know, that's any area of ministry. I think what's interesting is people say they have passions maybe in certain areas. Yeah. And I, I could almost say with a guarantee, if anybody's listening and they're like, I'd love to serve, but they don't need me. Literally every area of our ministry, if you would want to serve in some capacity, yeah. there's probably an area. We'll need. find a way. Now, some areas it might take special expertise, yeah. right? Or it might take particular talent or skill. Um, it might take training. But, you know, we, we value doing that yeah. as well. We want to come alongside of you, yeah. you know, to help as far as polish that and be allowed uh, help you to be able to serve but yeah, correct any and, ministry leader contact yeah. them and, and, <laughs> and, I, and I would even right. add to that too that the you know the recognition because i feel i feel like too our tendency is to look at things and place values on them you know look at one thing and say okay this is more valuable or more desirable yeah. than this other thing and like for you as a listener of someone who's watching for you to understand like when it comes to serving the lord all of them are valuable right, and necessary. Right. Yeah. And so there is not, we're not here placing here like, hey, like this is a, a you know, level 10, you know, to your point, That's there right. is, there is criteria and there's wisdom in who can do what and who cannot do something, right? But nonetheless, we need people to serve in every area that we need servants or servants is of importance. Yeah. yeah, I think we can rightfully say with 100% certainty, if someone is not serving within the ministry, it's not because there's not a need for them to serve. Yeah. It's because they've chosen not to. Yeah. So there, there are always needs and there's great joy in doing that. I'm always amazed when I come back from a missions trip. Like if you go with a mission yeah. trip with someone or you take a, a service trip, when you come back, it might have been a grueling, hard, exhausting trip. 
but everybody is just so joyful and refreshed and like excited about what just took place. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and so it. you could think, how could that be possible that you could be physically just exhausted yeah. and yet come back with joy and thinking, wow, like God was amazing yeah. on this trip. And that's, and right. that's what service does. Yeah. And, right. and I can tell you from my background, like growing up in a culture like that, it's, it's, it's predominantly just this understanding. It's like you have believers that they recognize two things. They recognize who God is and what he has done for them through Jesus, right? So there is that understanding of the gospel that is deeply rooted in their hearts. And then they recognize too that there is a necessity for this gospel to be spread out. And so what it does is that when they attend church, they see that uh, for this, for, for the gospel to be spread out, it requires them to step up and to serve. Yeah. Because in countries like mine, the Dominican Republic, there is not a blessing or, or, there, or there is there is limited access to staff, limited access to even yeah. that many deacons. And so every single member recognized I have a role to play. If I truly want to see the gospel to spread out in my community, in my country, I must serve. Yeah. And so that moves people to action. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah. So, Rob, as we kind of bring things um, towards an end here. How can everyday church members um, help with new families or visiting families at Maranatha in yeah. general? So you'd say to anybody that's attending Maranatha, how could they be an aid to maybe new families or new attenders? And if you have any encouragement you'd want to give to any listener from the church, what would be your encouragement for yeah. them? Yeah, uh, great question. Um, and I think this is an area where we can improve upon. Yeah. Uh, but three simple little things. All starting with the letter I. Alliteration. Ooh, alliteration. Alliteration. How do you Let's spell do that? Let's You're do right. it. Alliteration. Yeah. yeah. I think I. it starts with an I too. Yeah. yeah. That's four. Yeah. But four. that's not included. That's Any not included. other words. <laughs> so any family, anybody on a Sunday morning, introduce yourself. Mm. Right? Mm. Um, how many times have you heard, hey, how you doing this week? Oh, I'm doing good. Well, that's good. How you doing? Good. All right, good. Well, See ya. have a good week. See you later, right? Yeah. Uh, that is That doesn't get to the heart of where we want to sure. be, right? Yeah. So introduce yourself. Give your name. Ask them their name. If your wife is with you, introduce her. If your kids are there, introduce uh, one another mm -hmm. to them. Um, and then remember their names. It's so important to remember yeah. people's names, right? So uh, first of all, take that step and introduce mm -hmm. uh, yourself to them and then uh, keep on doing that. Uh, wherever you go, uh, maybe you sit next to them um, in a service, introduce them to your friends, right? You're always introducing. Yep. Second, yeah. invite those folks. Um, if you're going to an ABF after the service, you just met someone, well, first of all, invite them to come sit with you in the service. Then invite them to come with you to your ABF. Invite them to go out to lunch with you. So mm -hmm. you're inviting, you're inviting, yeah. you're inviting. I think great things happen uh, when people uh, get an invitation. Yeah. Um, so invite, introduce, invite folks and then intercede for them. As you're talking with them, as you're getting to know them, pick up on things that you can be praying for. Maybe uh, their daughter's trying out for volleyball this week. Yeah. Uh, be praying for that family, for that daughter, that she would meet great friends at school, that she could be a light on the volleyball team, and then bring that up later. Hey, I've, I've been praying for your daughter. How did it go? You know. And so introduce yourself, introduce them to friends, invite them to everything that you're doing that day, 
whether it be a connect group, an ABF, uh, whether you're going out to lunch, whatever it might yeah. be, invite them and then intercede. Yeah. Mm, Make yeah. sure that you're praying for mm. them. So I think if every family did that, um, I think Maranatha would even raise the bar on its friendliness, yeah. its kindness, mm -hmm. uh, the connectivity, mm -hmm. I think would, would uh, go to another level if each folk, uh, folks that come just know that they have a responsibility yeah. uh, to reach out and to do those things. Yeah. I think it would be pretty yeah. incredible. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And, and I think like in light of our current culture and society, you know, you it's clear understanding that people are looking for a place to belong. Yeah. They, they have a desire to belong to something and what a better blessing and privilege it is for, for those individuals to come to our church and immediately from day one, they feel like, oh, I could belong here, yeah. you know? Absolutely. For sure. And Absolutely. those are simple things. Mm -hmm. Like they are. Those are not complicated. I have to prep myself, <laughs> uh, do research, yeah. you know, I mean, literally what you would do in any other social gathering, yeah. you would, yeah. hey, how you doing? My name is such and such. We've not met yet. Yeah. Right. And then yeah. it, I love the idea of inviting them. Like it's very natural. Hey, after the service, we're going to an ABF or we're going to grab lunch anyhow. Yeah. Or we have a connect group that meets later this week. You should check it out. Like yeah. those are simple things that we anybody yeah. can do. Yeah. And then interceding, obviously, like we're called to do that. Yeah. Right. We're called to yeah. pray for one another. And yeah. so putting that kind of cap on it, which is, I think, a connection point with people where they're floored. If you would, I mean, think if you're listening, think of how you would feel if you met someone for the first time and they asked how they can pray for you. And then you saw them the next week and they approached you, called you by yeah. name and said, Hey, how did your daughter Sally's volleyball yeah. tryout go? Yeah. Like that is unheard of in many people's yeah. lives, right? Yeah. Many people have nobody that does that for them. It, especially too, since like, like for the most part, when, when you're new at a new place, you're, you, you know, there's that level of awkwardness, that level sure. of like hesitation, like you're already a little bit of skeptical. You don't know how you're going to feel. And you may come with some walls from the very beginning that immediately will get broken down if you have a family or a couple individuals that will do just that. Yeah. And it's it's one of those things that I think not only can be done in church, but, you know, our, our podcast, Beyond the Pew, we talk about what people should be doing, not just inside the church, but outside the church. That's right. And so even those three things can be done outside the church mm -hmm. very easily. That's mm -hmm. right. um, you know, we I had a breakfast with someone from our church uh, a few weeks back, and we were sitting at the, the table there. And before we were going to pray for our meal, we asked the waitress, how can we pray for you? And so, you know, it was an introduction. Hey, I'm, I'm Bruce. And the guy I was with introduced himself. She introduced herself to us. Yeah. You know, so the introduction was there. And then there was a, you know— and asking, uh, interceding that took place of, hey, how can we pray for you? And what was really interesting is she was floored that we asked her and she was a little bit emotional and she said, told us how we could pray for her. And then she came back to our table about 15 minutes later and said, hey, I told someone that works in the back, they need to come and ask you for prayer too, because they need prayed for. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. we're sitting there and this has happened multiple times yeah. with two different guys that I've been with, this has happened. And the person from the back comes out to our table and we're like, hey, and we called him by name because she told us his name. And he said, come on over here. And we said, we heard you need prayer. And he's like, yeah. And, and so he shared some prayer requests with it. And we prayed for him right there. And he's very grateful. But mm. that's something everybody everybody can do and everybody wants and needs yeah. prayer. Just yeah. be a little intentional. Um, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Be intentionality yeah. is yeah. huge. Yeah. Right? Another eye. Intentionality. Another eye. It's good. Yeah. Well, and, this has been good, yeah. man. Um, we appreciate what you're doing and, and yeah. the Thank you, Rob. scope of ministry that you're serving yeah. in and the impact that's being made. What encourage our, our church people that are listening. 
Um, we hear regularly people are grateful for how welcoming they are and, yeah. and they are people do yeah. a good job. Yeah. So yes. thank you for those of you that are are doing this already. But maybe you're listening. You're like, man, that's not something I've been doing, but I can do that. Yeah. Right. We hope you're challenged to do it and, mm. and that we would see mm. us grow in that area yeah. as a church. Yeah. So, um, Rob, we close <laughs> every podcast. Every single one. Every, every one. single Everyone one of them from day with, one with a question. We ask a question. Every podcast as we close it out. Do you know what that question is? I do. You do? Oh, Come on. okay. All right, what, let's hear it. What, Rob, what do we ask? What is your life like beyond the pew? Yes. Wow. Yes. It's fantastic. I love it. I love it. I love it. All around the world. The world. Listen, right now, the listeners in Jamaica and Alaska, they're clapping. Yes. They're celebrating Dominican because you got Republic. that right. Shout Absolutely. out to DR. Yeah. Shout out to Mama Gill listening. She doesn't understand what you're listening. No doubt. Well, we hope it is honoring to the Lord. Thank you for listening this we'll week. See we'll you see next you next week. week.